Hello and welcome to the, the Drywall, Drywall Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. We are very excited to have Daniel Osborne with us of DRR Drywall Repair. Daniel has a laundry list of things that he does. He is the author of a book called It Hurts to Be Mad, which has been rewritten. He's a CFO of Just Trim Florida. He's a CEO of Canon Consulting Business Development. But when I first started in the industry, uh, I didn't have any licensing. Uh, we, we got uh, insurance shortly thereafter, but I was I was just basically just starting out, just a young gun, doing, doing decent quality work per the industry, but nothing super spectacular. I first met Daniel at a trim text training about four years ago, and uh, he had a very animated personality that attracted me. I've kept in touch with him since then, and I'm extremely excited to get to know a little bit more about him in this podcast, the seventh podcast on the Drywall Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony is the world's first colored joint compound system to create beautiful walls. Whether you're going over existing painted texture or level three finished drywall. This is my new least favorite place I've ever been. I spent a lot of time here. And trust me, it doesn't get any better. We'll be discussing all things drywall. This concept began with the Facebook groups picking unique topics, discussing application techniques, and the characters and the comedy that ensued. Let's get into it. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Daniel Osborne, uh, DRR Drywall in the house. Welcome. Thank you, sir. Good to be here. Have you ever done a podcast before? Um, I have been on the radio before. Uh, I think I have done a couple of podcasts before. Yes, sir. Oh, look at that. Look at your little DRR cup. <laughs> I know. I just said, like, look, see, we're matching. We're matching. There we go. I love it um i like this drr cup it's a yeti it's a good one um yes sir so daniel osborne he's thick he's he's there's layers here i'm just trying to think of what we should get into first when i think of daniel osborne when uh first of all you're very you know we're on the same uh drywall pages kind of you know we follow the same stuff i always tend to agree with what you have to set what you have to say on social media especially as it pertains to pricing i would consider daniel osborne one of those characters in the in the groups as a uh a standard setter for for a price point like you come in and like you are very confident which i appreciate about your price points uh and i like to talk about price points here on the drywall podcast because i think it's important to our industry and i don't think we talk enough about price and how valuable our skill is um so i would like to start out with that because it's interesting to me and i think it'll be interesting to our listeners um how did you how did you get into that? Like, like you must know intrinsically that you charge more than other people. How do you justify the fact that you are a standard setter in this industry? 
Sure. So uh, once again, thanks so much for having me on, my friend. That's uh, it's a pleasure to be with you and see you uh, screen to screen, if not face to face. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, so starting out in industry 15 years ago now, uh, you know, I, I was I got hired on as a helper. I didn't even know what a drywall knife was. Okay. And in the course of uh, about 18 months, almost two years, I went from that to being in a position to where I was running job sites when the owner was, you know, on vacation. And so shortly after that, we made our, I made my egress. But when I first started in the industry, uh, I didn't have any licensing. Uh, we, we got uh, insurance shortly thereafter, but I was, I was just basically just starting out, just a young gun doing, doing decent quality work per the industry, but nothing super spectacular. Uh, but I would show up and I would do what I was going to do. And I was doing good. I was doing good quality work. Okay. Um, and I, I was charging 200 bucks a day. Now this is 15 years ago. So that tells you how fast time goes by. You were charging but, uh, 200 bucks for like a standard patch. No, I, I was charging $200 for an entire day. So whatever okay, I could day. do in a, right. in a day, yep. right. Okay. That was the first job, my, my pricing schedule. Okay. And I guess even from the beginning of being in this industry, that's kind of how I approached it. It wasn't necessarily a buy a patch uh, scenario. And I'll get more into that later, but it was mm -hmm. really more about uh, figuring out this is what my time is worth. And then this is how much I need to charge and make to be able to kind of cover overhead stuff. So, so my entry level was basically materials at cost, right? So I was, I was passing along the materials at cost to the yeah. homeowner, yeah. me procuring them, me QCing it, me delivering it, me installing it. Um, and, and they're getting the same price that I am. And then just 200 bucks a day. And then, uh, I'll give you a chance to kind of jump in here and I'd, I'd be interested yeah. to hear how, how, how did you, how did you start out in, uh, you know, in the beginning of your career? Oh, uh, well, I was in uh, mobile home manufacturing. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like uh, we were doing, we were doing, I worked for Fleetwood homes of America in Longview, Washington. And that's, that's where I started. And they were doing, we were doing like these floors of, mobile homes and they would they would actually rise on air yep. and the mobile homes would float through the factory and they would sure. come they would come down through like the drywall section and then the drywallers would go in and i remember wanting to work with the mud like it's weird but i saw the drywall guys and i was like i want to do that i hope i get to do that and then they put me in that department yeah, I was home after that. I really liked working with the mud. And I mean, people might think I'm crazy, but I liked mud. Right, right. And that was 25 years ago? Yeah, 23, 25 years ago, a long yeah, time. 23, 25 years ago. And, and you were you were probably factory setting uh, union or non-unionized? No, that was non-union. I worked at the mobile home place for like a year and a half, a year maybe. And then huh. I went and I started, I like, digressed and i went and started at 50 percent apprentice in the local 360 union in vancouver washington and got i got it. and i and i worked in the union for a year and a half i worked up to like 18 percent journeyman wage and got then it. i and then or sorry 80 percent, and then i went to arizona and i like you know started you know started doing <laughs> I, I went from making 18 dollars an hour full benefits and vacation pay to making 12 cents a square foot finishing houses by myself right yeah like so like, <laughs> crash course you can move you can you can make money but you i got move really fa fast i got really fast with the tools really, really fast. and uh no texturing just finishing and i yep. man i could finish a house 
like nobody's business. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, and, and one of the reasons I like kind of getting into to your story as well sure. is that when, when what we're seeing in industry right now, so pe- everybody wants to talk about price, but one of the things that, that we bring up uh, ad nauseum, that's just a nice fancy way of, of mm-hmm. over and over again to a point where you want to throw up, right? Yeah. Um, it is exchange of value exchange of value, exchange yeah. of value. The, the, the picture that you see behind me as, as the virtual screensaver, that's mm-hmm. our rig. I love we it. We pull up on your job site. That's what you see. Now, I, I should say um, the trailer. They the should same, know. The they truck. should know when you when you roll up with that setup, they should know you're not going to be charging like uh, under the table. <laughs> hundred bucks. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, absolutely. And so that you're, that you're rolling has, in with yeah. a thousand dollar minimum if you got a setup like that. Uh, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's very, very close. Um, yeah. That truck's actually been swapped out, but it's still basically the same kind of markup. It, it's it's still you know, that's that's the approach that of how. What we're, did you pay for? Uh, what did you pay for the trailer and the truck wrapping? Just just out of curiosity. Sure. So that particular package, so I'm still running the exact same trailer. The truck has been upgraded to a uh, to a, a 2015 F250. Okay. Um, unfortunately, that vehicle uh, ended up out of fleet services. But the uh, this power relationship is what matters. Both of those are actually vinyl. Neither one of those is a wrap. So the okay. truck all in was, I think, call it eleven hundred dollars, and That's then the the trailer somewhere between eight eleven hundred as well. And so okay. one of the things that I tell folks uh, is a little bit of a, a rabbit uh, hole, but uh, spend smart money and and uh, full wraps unless you have to have a color change. Like our current rig is a color change wrap. It's stem to stern. It was farmer dam blue. Uh, and our colors are white and red. So we had to have a full color change wrap on the secondary truck. But if not, get a simple uh, action-based, you know, drawing attention logo and get a good graphics guy and about a thousand bucks, you should be able to letter up a full-size truck for about what you see right there. Okay. You know, and, and, and that, on that trailer too. So that is a, an eight, uh, an eight by 12 Vino's enclosed trailer. Uh, and uh, I love that trailer. And it's the, so, and it's seven foot tall interior. So it's almost nine, right around nine feet from the tire to the top of the lift. So it's a rolling billboard. We're yeah. going up and down the highway. Like if, if you're a quarter mile away, legitimately a quarter mile away, you can see it. Oh, I so, have the cheesy magnets on my truck. Now here's, here's, this is a weird different thought about my truck. Yeah. Like, like if you're a large, large corporation or something, they don't mess yes. around with wraps and stuff like that. They get the cheap magnets and throw them on the side. So my whole, my whole approach was like, oh, I'll pretend like I'm a really big, large, huge company and I'll just put the magnets on the side, you know, but also cheap companies do that as well. Um, but you'd be... You'd be surprised yeah. at how many people say, I see your truck all over the place. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that was actually on Facebook yesterday. So from, we, we live in, uh, we're based out of Ocala. We've got about a 50-mile uh, net coverage here. So our natural coverage here is Gainesville to Winter Garden, which is just outside of Orlando. And I'll go coast to coast. Now, we're state licensed. So, okay. you know, we'll go wherever you pay us to go. But typically speaking, it's basically Gainesville to, to Winter Garden. But okay. they'll see our, tr- we're all over the place so much that people are like, how many trucks do you have in your fleet? Well, we only have one truck in fleet right now, but we're yeah. on the road and, and it's readily identifiable. Yeah, yeah. I drive all over Albuquerque there. I'm all over. Jack's generally on the job. I got one guy, he's on the job. And I'm like, yeah. 
all yeah. over the, you oh, know yeah. just, you got to drive and do a bit over here and then you got to go check on this job and do a patch and then you got to go to check on jack at the job make sure he has materials and then i got to go to the bank and then i got to go back to the office and you know always yeah, absolutely so kind of kind of getting back towards if, if you want to discuss the the pricing scenarios and yes. kind of how we got to that we can go to okay so um we both got an industry obviously working for someone um, well, let's, let's a, fast forward. Let's fast forward yeah. to specifically to you do like, I have you come over and do a job and I want to get like into like the gritty, like yeah, absolutely. you, you've talked before about like, and you'll post like where you give a bid to a client and they're like offended, <laughs> like, they're like get out of my house. Like, I don't want to ever see you again. <laughs> like, right. And you right. have to though, as a standard setter, which I'm going to, I'm probably, you know, it's going to be Daniel Osborne, the standard setters, you know, that's, that's like, that's, that's your, great. That's, that's beautiful. Your, and I like that's it because beautiful. like someone needs to, the union does that, I think industry wide. And there's okay. individuals like Daniel Osborne that do it on a, on a, on a personal level, which, you and I know there's overhead. There's all this stuff we have to pay for. Um, the drywallers always get beat up. And you're coming into the job site saying like, okay, there's a three-hour patch. It's going to require X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do a professional yep. job. It's going to be 1200 bucks, And people yep. are gasping. But they'll pay it. Right. So, uh, again. It, Elaborate on over... that. Elaborate okay. on that. Like, sure. how do uh, you have the, the, the balls to do that? Okay. So... <laughs> If you make $400 a day, all right, okay. if you, if you, if you were to be paid $400 a day, that works out to about a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. 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 So do you think that's an unreasonable amount of money to pay, you know, a, a, a plumber or electrician or a dentist? Right. Now all these are specialized things. Dentist has a little bit more uh, formal schooling that they have to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I would, I would venture to say no. No, it's not. Um, right. Uh, we live in the United States of America. You, you and I, we are very, very blessed to do so, to live in the United States. And so uh, if you start looking at what the data, and, and we're going to get very data specific here. Yeah. Uh, the data is, I think the median, uh, I, I want to say the, the median wage was like $86,000 a year. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that does not accurately represent uh, the area that I'm in, nor this I believe is, yours. This is the answer that I'm looking for, by the way. So yes. What's that? You're on the okay. right track. You're on the right okay. track. Okay. All right. Perfect. So <laughs> um, if you're going to tell me that I'm going to incur, incur all the liabilities, all of the headache, the professionalism, and then the total value exchange. So to boil it down in our, our premise and our approach to business, we do not drink, smoke, curse, or do drugs. Okay. We are state licensed. Um, that is something that the state of Florida offers. No, wait, does, does, does balls count as a curse word? Because I'll keep it clean on here, Daniel. It's $5. It's $5. Balls is, balls is, <laughs> dude, balls is like, it's right there in the middle. It's right there in the middle. You know what? At our house, at our house, and I'm a bad cusser, but like uh, my son, Sean, will say bad word alert. Bad word alert. Yeah. Well, the job site, if it's a true curse word, if I hear it, it's $20. If it's nice. a slang, okay. if, it, if it's a slang, it's, it's $10. If it's heading that way, it's five bucks. So okay. I think so you're balls, up to $15 balls. right now. Okay. 20. Right. Yeah. Now we are. <laughs> help, help us Lord. Put it in the so, kitty. Put it in the kitty. There you go. So uh, we, we are state licensed. So okay. we have what's called the DBPR department of, uh, 
uh, and Bureau of Professional Regulation. All right. Okay. And so if there's an issue with a contractor, uh, you can actually make a request through the state. I'm actually one hour away on a module to completing our continuing education. We have to put in 14 hours of continuing education every 24 months for our license. Oh, to wow to remain active. Okay. Um, there are certain parameters that you have to follow. They expect you to be using good accounting practices. You know, uh, I, there just, is I just interviewed uh, from from Denver. They don't have to have a license at all. And in New Listen, Mexico, in, we have to have yeah. a license. In Texas, you don't have, my understanding is you don't have to have a license to be a GC. Right. Right. So it is, it is from one area to the next. Now, one of the things I will say is that the more population dense you get, the more I would expect to see overarching licensure. Okay. Because as the okay. population density increases, then your envelope and, and form and scope of building and occupancy loads are going to increase. So therefore, loss of life is going to become more and more uh, of a thing that you have to worry about. And then obviously fraud as well. Um, sure. The overarching thing also, it, it can have to do with general mindsets uh, if you are left-leaning or right-leaning. And that, that, that knife can actually cut either way. Sure. Um, but when I, when I head into, you mentioned about people getting upset when you look at them. I yeah, have yeah. had, I have like, had so, professionals. So you, got, you got a guy, you're like, hey, it's going to be 1200 bucks. And he's like, dude, I just had a drywall guy in here yesterday. He said he could do the same patch for 300 bucks. You are out of yeah. your mind. Yeah. How do you react to that? I screen it. I screen it. So okay. um, you don't shop for a Bugatti at a used Ford dealership. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have to be very, very confident and very, very consistent in the exchange of value that you're offering. I like so it. my goal is not to, I, I used to not care. I used to just basically, I knew what I was worth. I knew what I was offering. I knew that I had something unique to market. And so I would play the numbers game. You plow through a certain number of phone calls, but I never went the extra mile to try to alleviate some of the emotional angst when some when you tell somebody, listen, it's going to be our, our flat day rate. You know, our median flat day rate right now is twelve fifty. Okay, okay, one thousand two hundred fifty bucks. That allows me for all that wonderful stuff I was talking about before, and a W two wage employee in a company shirt to show up during regular business hours and work on your home office. That is not. That is whatever. not. That's not unreasonable. It's not when you figure that I'm I carry a uh, license on the business, insurance on the business, insurance on the truck. You know, no one's coming and repossessing rented tools out of my vehicle. You know, we, we're some of the things that we employ. We've got dust uh, migration set up. You know, we've got a zip pole system. You know, we, we've got plasticking. We're putting down drop claws in and out of the home. And so the ways that you get in front of the right client is you explain what is it that they are entering into an exchange of value for, okay? And, and be willing to meet them there. If you need a hole fixed in a wall so that the air isn't moving in and out, I got a guy for you, all right? If, if you need an okay patch, but you needed it done yesterday, I've got a guy for you. But if you need somebody with our skill set, an occupied dynamic environment, that's got to be perfect or just about so, and you need to have complete confidence in the professionalism and acumen, well, that's where we come in. So really, it's been as much for me about Okay, here, here's, a, here's a little bit yep. more difficult question. Sorry, I'm jumping in. Um, a little more difficult. Now, when I'm selling Fresco Harmony, so here's, here's the trap that I got caught in. 
Like I just wanted to do fresco harmony. So I was giving it away essentially at the beginning. That's now, correct. I think when you're getting into the, when you're getting into the trade or you're branching out on your own, there's a yes. level, there's a level of you have to establish yourself in the industry yes. and you have to do a little bit. You kind of have to eat it a little bit. There's like a transition there. I mean, did you, did you start out like you didn't start out like charging? No top dollar no. you had to at, work your yeah. way up right yep i started at 200 and then basically 200 dollars a day and then we kind of started doing a little bit almost like a piece rate kind of trying to figure out it was it was a process right of all right well this should take about a half a day or this patch should probably be about this much and then uh as i remember we basically went to 575 so we went to 575 from yep. there we went to 650 from there we went to i think we went from 650 to uh, to 750 very shortly and then to 900 900 mm -hmm. to 1150 and now we're pretty static at, at around the 1250 with the way that we're set up the current economic environment conditions yep. and what you we know what's funny about that is offer. that i i started out at like 350 yeah way back i mean i've been doing yeah. fresco now for 17 years or something that was That's my right. minimum and i i i figured out really quick i have to have a minimum otherwise it's That's just right. like i'm wasting yeah. my I'm spinning yeah you're work. working for free and then I think I went to five and then I went to 850. I was at 850 for a long time and now I'm at 1200. So we're, we're very close. Right. And, and, and I'm almost that's... at 1200. Like if you want a patch in your wall, yeah. 1200 bucks. Like yeah. I'm, I don't even want to drive to your house. Like it's right. a waste of my time. So, like, so and like, I'm not I, trying to be a prima donna. I'm just no, saying, no. Like, it, it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it cost me a hundred bucks to fill up my tank. $145 yesterday. That's 145 insane. bucks. Yeah. You know, it's like I can't even do a patch for 100 bucks. No. So so know your customer, qualify, qualify your customer and be willing to serve. I I believe that I am in the business of serving people. Sheetrock is how I happen to do it. I'm good at what I do. Yeah. I'm very good at what I do. Mm -hmm. But I am not the best in the world at what I do. There are things I am excellent in. There are things that I lead the market in. I can definitively tell you that our value exchange is is unique and you will not get it anywhere else but if you think about it if you become very intentional and consistent do you do you know why mcdonald's is in business and why they they do billions and billions of dollars uh well i mean if i if i wanted to reflect back on the movie it was because there was a shift from uh renting to owning the real estate i think that was a big hinge but so so that's the what, that's the mechanics of it. but the yeah. emotional context is they consistently offer you garbage Okay. It's consistent. And McDonald's, if you're if you're there, we'd love to be able to support you. But, but call a spade a spade. All right. You know uh, what? You know you what? Danny, I do I do not <laughs> I do not eat McDonald's ever. I'll tell you that right now, dude. I haven't had McDonald's. Okay. I think I saw a video once where I and we can say whatever we want here. I have no qualms with like not supporting McDonald's. If you're putting that let me just PSA. If you're putting that crap in your body right now. If you're listening to this and you're eating McDonald's once a week, stop. If you're eating it right. every day, definitely stop. Well, yeah, you definitely have a problem. <laughs> the, 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 frap, the I like the mocha fraps, okay? Uh, uh, McDonald's mocha Fair frap enough. once a week. I, I mean, that, that's not the worst thing in the world. Now, um, if you're a, making a habit out of that, yeah. you know, you're going to have some bigger things, all right? But uh, Why don't you go to Starbucks to get a mocha frap? Uh, actually, they're they're better at McDonald's. The, the McDonald's. I've heard that about. Better. I've heard their coffee is really good too. Smart. That's smart marketing. Yeah, 
Um, but it's consistent, 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 consistent. Yes. Um, I will say that, um, if you're going to go towards the higher end of the market, you are going to have to exercise discipline in a way you're going to, you're going to hurt being in business. You are going to experience pain, but it's what type of pain and the duration that you're going to get into. You're either going to have pain as a cost leader. Your body's going to scream at you. You're going to drive a ragged out truck. You're going to wonder why can't I afford anything besides hot dogs? Or if you're a value leader and you're at the top of the food chain, you're going to have to make sure that you are laser focused and intentional about building relationships, about surrounding yourself with people that they, uh, they are good at uh, filling the market hole of segmentation and being willing to stick to your price. And you're going to burn cash. Well, okay. And, wait a second, real ahead. quick. Going, going into uh, so, how many how many employees do you have? Do you have a couple? So I'm an owner operator. It's myself, and I have it's a single. Yourself. I have a I have a single uh, helper. Okay, legitimate. Me, me uh, too. Legitimate like, helper. No shame. Yeah. No shame there, man. It's, no, <laughs> like, it's hard surgeons? to find. It's yeah, hard to find but, good people nowadays. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And, and your your person abides by like you're like. Are you super hard at hard about that? <laughs> <laughs> that, so wasn't my, full, that wasn't a yeah, full that wasn't a full $10. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, only that's $5. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> um if you catch yourself that immediately cuts the cost that's, from 10 that's down right to 5. In half. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So so if you're super hard about that stuff, I mean, um is he cool about it? I played soccer for George Fox University up in Newburgh, Oregon. Uh, yep. the, uh in college we were not allowed to cuss. Uh there was a, a conservative Christian college like uh uh, I didn't really fit, but like it was a, <laughs> <laughs> needless to say, but like uh, no cussing. And, and my coach used to say, if you don't look good, you don't play good. And I, that has stuck with me. I've always, uh, you know, your socks are pulled up. Your shirt is tucked in back then. You used to tuck in the shirt when you played yep. soccer and yep. you don't, you don't cuss on the field. And yep. I, there's a part of that that I think, carries professionalism so you know my question is how how does your guy deal with that is he cool with it is he like i'm down whatever daniel well let's 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 look at this up here see if i can make this do it i can't i can't make it brain surgeon drywall repair so let me ask you a question do you want <laughs> do you want your brain surgeon if you're laying on a gurney do you want them to have uh, a reputation of screaming at and abusing their people and and cursing and being unprofessional no so if it was the best brain surgeon in the world and you have a three millimeter mass and you need it removed and you don't want your name to be Nancy feeling fancy jumping up on a table, half disfigured, when you get done, you're willing to whatever they, whatever they say, you're willing, you're willing to do it, right? Yeah. So you expect that surgeon to not eat McDonald's every day, right? You expect him to have continuing education, A lot of them right? do. <laughs> Well, some of them, but I don't want have, him. I don't want him. Discipline. I don't want him to be an alcoholic. That's for sure. They don't want him to be a raging alcoholic. They need to have. No. They need it. So, so we pay. We pay. We treat our people very, very well. Good. Okay. Good. So you pay. And you pay. A, you pay him good uh, to you know to to show up, look professional, and act professional. Well, yeah, because that's my company. Yeah. That yeah. that's our total value exchange is based on service. So if I'm going to offer you, well, why is Publix one of the the very few Fortune 500 companies that is people are still retiring from? It's because of how they treat you. Okay. Why does Chick Fil A run a, a, a 
an enterprise that shuts down one day of the week and yet are wildly successful. Well, they know their numbers, they're good at what they do, they're consistent and they're professional. Yeah. So guys, if you're, if you're gonna show up and you're gonna smell like beer and, and you're gonna curse, you're going to have, you're offering a certain, certain exchange of value. Now, if you're fire taping an 11 story building and you've got a job super and you're, you know, you're three or four subcontractors down on the drywall list, you could probably get away with that. But even if you've got, you know, an ambient pricing structure, you're probably not going to get above 26 to $35 an hour. I'll let I you like guys that. know. I like that. So Dan Daniel Osborne, like DRR drywall, they're going to come in, they might charge top dollar, but you not only are you going to get professional service, but you're going to get, get uh, professionalism. Now, maybe some of these drywall guys are like, you know, you're charging too much. You shouldn't be charging that much. Um, there's something to be said there. If you're going to charge that much, you better be, you better be um, showing up professional and 100%. showing up. Yes. So the day after, so that Albuquerque, see, like Albuquerque, yeah. you, you dudes yeah, will like, no, and I don't know if it's the same in Florida, but like, yeah, got, it is. like I'll have clients that are like, you're the first person that showed up. You're like the fifth person <laughs> I called. I'm like surprised that you showed up right away. The price goes up. Cause I know that like, you know, um, that we did once, uh, for instance, out in the East mountains, we were super busy last year. It was a drive. They had a plaster project. They were trying to sell their house and they wanted to restore the plaster. So I went and looked at it and I was like, we could skim this in gallery Pearl fairly simply. And then I could go over it with, uh, you know, with one coat of sealer you yep. retain because they wanted to retain the plaster look, but I mean, going yep. in and repairing a bunch of plaster, like diamond finish it's like you can't really repair it you have to just redo it yeah. it's a nightmare like it is it you is. can go in and you can fix the patches and faux finish it or you can yes. do fresco harmony those are pretty much right. your only options unless you want to pay through the roof so that job right. i added on <laughs> they 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 were like not happy about the price that i gave them and you know what they paid it and we showed up the next week we got it done and they were able to put their house on the market. I mean, yeah. we're talking a $1.2 million home. It's like, you know, they're not gonna right. miss, they're not gonna miss so, what I charged them. So it's it's interesting that you bring up, and again, from one area to another, housing prices are, are different, knowing what you're consistently offering and then knowing who you're selling to, right? So- And, we, and we, I don't wanna say too, that I'm like jacking the price because I see that somebody has money. I don't do that. My prices right. are consistent. This is like right. travel, uh, urgency. 100%. Also, I'll right. factor in like a rush order, like, like do not underestimate yep. like, oh, you need it done like yesterday. Yeah, we yep. can do it. But dude, I'm adding an extra thousand bucks. Like I got to yep. move my schedule around and, and make this happen. And that's if you can do it. That's if you if, can do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I had to call clients and be like, hey, can I push you a week? And luckily my clients were like, yeah, that's cool. We can wait another week. And I had to fit them in to make it happen. And yeah. So those are all really key factors. I think we're talking about, you know, to be blunt, it's just sales. It is. It. it I mean, that's that's a succinct way of putting it. Our target demographic is individual. So if, if we're direct consumer, now we do work for organizations. We've worked for a, a Department of Agriculture. We're in the midst of actually got a, a, a large college that we're trying to get qualified and go through the process of being able to be a, pro, a service provider for. But we're looking for individuals 
that have got discretionary spending between $30,000 and $300,000 a year. Now, that's just kind of a rough napkin math, and you're going to wonder, well, why, why that much money? Well, because typically, if you have $30,000 a year discretionary income, then you're still going to have enough money to afford us, right? Like, and then if you have over $300,000 a year discretionary income, you start getting into a range of, and I've experienced this, uh, where they feel like you should, you should be honored to be in their presence and they yeah. should get a discount. Okay, well, my, my oh, yeah. arm Plus, is the you got to take into fact, take into consideration they're going to get you a bunch of work. You get those clients too. Hey, man, we, you know what? You're going to be busy for two years off of this job. Like, and then you know what? Those jobs, I'm always like, okay, add an extra five hundred bucks because there's now, no I'm way so, I'm going to get so one like job. Because there's no way I'd get one job. That's correct. That is that is a slippery slope. It works with co contractors and it's also with homeowners. And unfortunately, it's something that's that's this rampant in in our industry and across construction service as a whole. Oh well, I'll get you another job. That's fine, but that next job isn't going to pay my bills. You know, I have an A credit score. I know what it's like to have a sub 600 credit score. Yeah. I also know what it's like to have an A credit score. Well, why? Because I pay my bills on time. Why? Because I can go broke sitting at my own house. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming to your house. I don't need to practice. You don't mm -hmm. need the headache. Now, well, and like, and I've, I've been working for 17 years without your help. I, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> that, that's certainly, that, that's certainly one mantra, one mindset that, um, I will, I will tell you that a little humility will go a long, long way. It's something uh, yeah, that I yeah. continue to try to operate in, but there are times like, listen, you're, you're, you're talking to a professional. You're talking to someone mm -hmm. that's good at what they do. So to to those that are listening, if you've been doing this for six minutes or you've been doing this for 60 years, over and over again, it's exchange of value, it's professionalism, and it's identifying the target market consumer. And if you will be consistent, if, if all you know how to do is do a California slash blowout patch, but you are very good at it and you have a clean rig and you show up and do it, you, you can find a niche. Now you're going to have to find a demographic that's going to support that. So you may be going behind trades in an in industrial, right? But if you are consistent and you're good at what you do, consistent and good at what you do, and you charge enough to be able to cover your overhead, you're going to be, you're, you're going to be in business. You're going yep. to be in business. I like it. Hey, let's let's uh, let's shift directions here a little bit. You you were um, Daniel Osborne. Like so, let me just rattle off some of your acclimates here a little bit. Uh, you are a published author. Um, you run a company called uh, Trim. Just Trim Florida. Just, just Trim Florida. Canon yep. Consulting Business Development, which is interesting to me. You're a college. You're a college graduate with a bachelor's degree in business management. That's correct. And a U.S. Army veteran. And you're also president at Olive Strength Productions. Those are some, correct. that's that's big stuff. You were, okay, this, these are these are just a fun couple, like uh, interjectory uh, questions. Uh, sure. Recipient of the Lewis Burtz Award? Burtz. Burtz. Lewis yep. Burtz Award. What is that? So that's what happens when someone's running from the presence of God and they say, well, I have talents and abilities and I'm not just okay. going to lay around, do nothing with my life. So I went and joined the military. Okay. And uh, so the Lewis Burtz Award is the most motivated soldier of basic training. So okay. out of like 300 guys that graduated that basic training cycle, um, that, that was awarded to myself. 
Interesting. Uh, so that is that something the military awards you? Yes. Yep. That's a military award. Yep. Absolutely. Fantastic. And what does that word award look like? Is it like a medal? Um, we so I was given a command <laughs> uh, a command coin from the uh, okay. sergeant major, I believe, and then uh, they they have a nice certificate that they give you as well. Excellent. Did you see any like combat or anything? How long were you in the service? Oh, so I was in um, less than a year. I was in like. I think it was seven months, 29 days. So I was in less than a year. And I actually ended up getting hurt on a road march and, uh, and getting out. So, w- so when you, when you pray, you say, God, if you don't want me to do this, you're going to have to cripple me. Yeah. Yeah. He does have a, he, ha- he has a tendency of ringing that bell. <laughs> yeah. Honorable discharge, as they say. Of course. Of course. I, uh, yeah, my, mine, my, I call that, I call those omens. Um, my omen in soccer was breaking my collarbone in the second game of my freshman year. Like came Whoa. in on like, ah, yeah. Nice. That was God that saying. That great. was God. That was God saying. You need to take nope. a step back, buddy. Soccer may not be your direction. Yeah. Um, and then the Florida All American Academic Team. What's that? So, just give me a couple minutes here. So, okay, folks need to understand that when you're in the trades, um, sometimes it's because you don't you don't have any other options. Okay. Uh, and sometimes it's because you're that it's the best option for you. So I was not allowed to attend high school. So uh, okay. when I got my G, I had a tough living environment. Um, we mentioned published author. I'd encourage you to go on Amazon, look up. It hurts to be mad. Um, it kind of delineates some of my process, but we'll get uh, my in, formal, we can get into yeah. we can get into it. No, we're, to be mad we're, we're good, but I want to let people know about uh, that. Uh, first through sixth grade, I attended first through sixth grade public school and half of eighth grade. Okay. Right. After that, I got um, uh, a Florida GED, had to test out higher in, in different subjects. Why so didn't you I go to high school, though? You're gapping out. Uh, so my there's a, uh, there's a gap in the story. <laughs> my, my parents did not feel that the local high school was a, uh, uh, a good environment. Okay. And so uh, I was I was slid a, a pre-algebra textbook across the table, said if I had any questions to let them know. Okay. So I did the, pre- the prerequisite, you know, 10th grade testing or whatever that Florida okay. requires. But I, uh, um, I was working basically in, in the job force in one way or another since I was 14 years old. Okay. So I had, I, I, I had means and ways to, I, I moved out at 16. Okay. So did, uh, did you, I, sorry, did you have a, uh, was it tough upbringing? Yeah, it was very difficult. Tough. It was it was an extremely abusive atmosphere. Okay. Um, I still deal with uh, with PTSD. I still okay. cannot uh, do not put images in, in front of me of of women being struck or or, okay. or children being abused. I said all that to say just because you have things in your life that that keep you from maybe onboarding as fast as others doesn't mean you don't have excellence available like to you. Yeah. So that all American team was based on the, the the prowess that I was able to offer in my schooling. I have an associate's in public relations, a bachelor's in business management, predicated on a sixth grade education. That's excellent. That's awesome. So so that's that I understand that everybody's going to operate at different levels. But one of the things I struggled with in college was I was running my business during the day, going to school at night, trying to grow the the, the company and support my family and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I really felt in, in some instances, instances that people were wasting my time. I wasn't there to waste my time. The military was paying me to go to school. So okay. that was a blessing yeah. uh, on the post 9-11 GI Bill and then grants and subsidizing that with loans. Because by the way, 2009 to 2012 in Florida wasn't a great time to start a business. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So especially a construction business, right? 
but uh, um, that that's what that award about. And, and the, the backstory on that is just because you failed to onboard, uh, you know, in, in learning things early or things weren't in your reach, that doesn't mean that you can't. What really kind of put the the feather in the cap for me was my adopted dad. God brought along a man to me to, for me in church to, to help me become a, a good dad or a better dad. But what he said to me uh, got my attention and it kind of put something in my craw. And he said, a real man can go to school full time and provide for his family at the same time. You know, kind of like what we're doing on this podcast right now. You know, don't be a deadbeat. Show up. Don't, 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 don't smell like alcohol. Keep your word you know, uphold the mm -hmm. industry standards and traditions, continue to excel, you know, and, and you need that. You need that in your life. Well, I mean, I'm a drywaller, just like, just like people listening. And I sure. started a business and now I'm doing a podcast, which was very scary and challenging, but here we are. If, if we're talking about running a successful business, we're talking yeah. about being professional. Yeah. Well, we're talking about setting the standard, Daniel. That's the that's the that we're going to circle but back to that every that, time. But that's not even setting the standard. That's <laughs> not even setting the standard. You would never go to a a traditional job. All right, so we we mentioned a hundred thousand dollars a year, four hundred bucks a day. Yeah, but this is not. Owner. This is uh, okay. All things considered, this is yeah. not a traditional business. And well, it, mine is it. it yours is it. Four hundred four hundred dollars a day is is what I expect to pay myself minimum. Yeah. as a worker working in the business yeah I, i've charged over fifteen hundred dollars for a one foot by one foot patch before and got it and but did this it in is, one day this is why the what we're talking about is is raising raising the bar so we're right. like taking you know because drywallers have always been looked upon as oh yeah i'm, pay, I'm paying him 300 bucks i'll i yep. will look past the fact that he's wearing clothes from yesterday there smells, you go smells like there you alcohol go. smells a mess smells. yeah yeah that's fine you know and nothing it's against smoking nothing against smoking or drinking or anything like that it's just i know exactly what you're talking about um and clients will look past that because there there's an expectation yep. for drywallers to not show up professionally and that's what we're talking, we're talking about raising sure absolutely absolutely yep I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that changing the paradigm changing yep. that paradigm from you know a guy that comes in and finishes a patch no not everybody can do that the fact right. that you're telling me that you can do that large four foot patch as a contractor as a con that doesn't ever get dirty but you just don't have the time is insulting to me that's insulting to me because i've spent you know 10 years learning how to do that patch. <laughs> Like no joke, we laugh about it. We la and I make jokes on Facebook about it. But like oh. you know, how many times? How many times have I heard? Oh well, I could do it. I just don't have time. My guys can do it. This hack team behind me that's yeah. like hanging hanging yeah. this that's yeah. frame framing this yeah. wall all crooked. Yeah. They oh, could yeah. totally. They could do yeah. that pass. Oh, we just we got to yeah. get out of here. We don't have the time. Right. 500 bucks eh, I guess I'll pay it um, yeah. you know and the reality is and you get smart builders too that are like you know what I've tried to do it it's really hard I want it to look good and so I'm gonna pay you yeah to make it look good like because yeah. if you don't make a patch look good and you do a fifty thousand dollar remodel and you have your hack team finish it your fifty thousand dollar remodel is gonna look like crap because the only thing that the the homeowner is seeing is the ugly ass drywall that they skimped on at the end. 
and, and and it is interesting. So again, we're we're talking about you know setting the bar and oh, and I said ass again too. So that's that's a full ten dollars, right? You there. said something else. It was it was fifteen bucks actually right there. I was counting. <laughs> dang it, dang it. Bad, you know, bad word alert all over the place. <laughs> so uh, th- there is no other in in any traditional occupied structure that that has sheetrock in it, right? Um, under CHA. There is there is no other surface that is more exposed that has more footage than sheetrock. I love it. Yes. Why are you spending the least amount of money on it? And that's part of my sales with Fresco Harmony. You're going to spend yeah. fifteen thousand dollars on a on a marble countertop, but yeah. you can't spend an extra five grand to have your entire living room Fresco Harmonied. Yeah. Are you crazy? And 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 not to just you know make your head look like a butterball turkey, but. Fresco Harmony is is incredible uh, when you get into the areas where where it is accepted. You have that type of texture profile where mm-hmm. where it's it's uh it's it's part of the culture. It's a part of the building concept. It's it's where it's there. It's easy to repair uh, for for your guys. Um, you, you, it's consistent in the in the color variations. And there's some super super slick stuff well, that you can do with it. Well, let me stop you a little bit, and I appreciate those acclimates, but like it's not, it's definitely not area oriented. Fresco Harmony is anywhere you want nice walls. That's like saying that granite, oh, counter, no. granite counter, granite countertops are because I get this too. Before it's like, oh, that's a southwestern thing. It works for you down there. I can't sell it over here in, you know, Wisconsin. And the sure. fact it sells anywhere somebody sells it. Like if you yeah. show those samples to yeah. a client and be like, you like, can ooh, I paint, like that. You yeah. can have paint and texture or you can have fresco harmony. Here's a dollar price for this. Here's a dollar price for that. Like it's yeah. all sales. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And, and you're and, right. And, it's like, it's smoking hot and it is hard to sell because I'm constantly competing against paint and texture. And luckily paint prices are like crazy right now. Like they're, <laughs> They're getting very easy to if compete can, with. If you can get it, if you yeah, if you can get the paint that you want, yeah. So right. no, there there's some really really pretty stuff that you can do with your product. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, and you and just a quick note, Daniel and I we met at the Trimtex training. There's a video on uh, the Fresco Harmony a YouTube page of us at Trimtex playing around with Trimtex products and stuff. That was a lot of fun, and I learned a ton um, at that training. By the way. Um, and, uh, I just had our, uh, uh, recent interview was with Joe Koenig. Um, I saw that. I saw that. It's saw very, that it it's was, very was good. There, there's yeah. some cussing. So just be forewarned, <laughs> you know, you know what though, you know what though, my guy, Jack, uh, he's pretty chill and I, I get his uh, feedback on the podcast cause he listens to podcasts and he specifically yeah. said, and you know, I talk plainly in front of Jack, like we, sure. You know, I, I try not to, you know, I try to be respectful. I don't cuss around clients. Like, I try to be respectful, you know, around certain, if I'm around my buddies, we talk like truckers. But, like, you know, um, I'll, ta- I'll take, like, I'll take a page out of that. But on, a, on this sort of platform, I think a certain amount of cussing is okay. But even Jack was like, I hate the podcast where it's like every other word's the F word. And it's just like, it muddies up, it muddies up the vocabulary. And I think the, the translation of what you're trying to, what you're trying to sure. discuss, you know, sure. I think when you're, when every other word's the F word, it gets a little old and stupid, but you know, uh, and stupid too in our house, that is, yeah. that's a bad word. That's yeah. a bad word. Yeah. 
I get I get I get in trouble for talking about with your friends. So I, I have a couple of pet words that, that are not curse words, but they're a little they're they're a little they're a little acerbic, you know. I like uh, you know uh, I, I like I like a couple of you know stupids. One of them just yeah, just yeah. kind of like pet things. But I'm I'm saying it. I'm I'm not accusing that person of, of being mentally delinquent unless I'm legitimately calling them that. But even yeah. it's people I love. You know what I mean. But if my sure, child sure. says it's always different. It's it's always different when it's your kid saying it. So yeah. I, I it, it goes over really well when I call my wife stupid that one always flies yeah yeah i can i can i i can see you building a nice fresco harmony dog house in the back my friend <laughs> yeah wait what else did we have what else did we have oh okay so uh we'll go back a little bit if you want we'll go back um to writing so you um you wrote a book called it hurts to be mad that's available on the um on the olive strength productions website it is a, a better way to get it is is on Amazon. Go directly to Amazon. Okay. Um, if if folks want to approach BVR social media directly, um, that that's that's a good way to get it as well. Um, but at, at this point in time, Amazon's a great way to be able to get it. We we did have a second edition okay. um, that that we put out, and so we went from basically second year kind of college vernacular down to in, in wording to about, you know, honestly, third, fourth grade. Uh, one of the things that I found was Good. our core target market um, is, you know, uh, struggling professionals, the incarcerated and, and, and troubled teens. Well, you're not going to have a, a super, super high level most of the time of uh, mental prowess when it comes to wordplay in that. So I was losing my target market. So um, a buddy of mine, his name is Lee Anderson. Uh, July 1st mm. is five years uh, that he's been clean, that nice. he's been sober. And, uh, and I've, I've had the honor to be able to enter into uh, a discipleship relationship with him. Okay. So it was, it was really important to, for me to pass along some of the core concepts that meant so much to me in my development and me overcoming my addictions. And he got two pages in and he put it down. Now, are you, okay? clean, are you clean from drugs and alcohol? I, I so see. I've I've never so I've never partake. I've I had alcohol two or three times. Okay, um, so that was no, that was never an issue. Never okay. did an illegal drug. Okay, um, so that's not the thing. My addictions were of the mind. Sure. Uh, you know, you can get trapped in in your own brain. So so I struggled. Oh, yeah. With uh with 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 some stuff, and it was nothing but by incredible leadership and the Holy Ghost uh, that I've been able to to have a path and maintain. Uh, emotional and moral purity uh rage was one of the things that rage is one of those highs that's yeah. always it's like a it's like a bad friend did you ever have a bad friend growing up nick maybe when you were playing uh soccer that like anytime there was something nefarious or terrible going on like you knew you could call that dude and he'd be like yeah i'll be there i'm all about it right did you ever have anybody like that um no, yeah. my, my my buddy and I, we like to smoke weed and we like to skip school and we were both very funny. And like, you know, we were bad for each other in certain ways, but uh, we are still very much best friends today. And uh, he uh, he's fantastic. And he's doing a he's doing a mosaic tile concept up in Alaska. That's and he's, wow. he is he is uh, he is um, cha changing his industry uh dramatically going to shows awesome. in florida and all over the place uh, tile shows and um he's he's pretty fantastic so we were we were i was not cut of that jib uh yeah, and yeah, so yeah. soccer kept me out of trouble a lot 
Well, le leadership is everything. We're talking about leading the industry and, and setting a high bar, but mm -hmm. everything, everything rises and falls on leadership. And so leadership in my life where we were talking about, you know, the rewrite of the book. And so mm -hmm. two pages in the first time through the second, he didn't put it down for 17 pages. Good. Uh, there's a, there's idea. a difference between, there's a difference between enjoying the English language and effectively communicating. Mm -hmm. And that was really tough for me. That was extremely difficult for me because yeah. I was well read. That's how I had a, a, a sixth grade education. I like to play sixth grade, but I read a lot okay. and so um I, I was exposed to those type of things and and that my brain you know it, it naturally kind of flows in that area but the <clears> problem <throat> is it ends up distancing yourself from your audience and so i had to get to the point where being right was less important than being effective being right was nice. less important than being effective and and that works well in industry too you know uh, i'm actually working yeah, on you want to get your point across man and you want to you want to hit your target market with those bullet points and sometimes just say just saying it plainly and straightforward is the, is the best way yep. to get that message across and i yep. read your book it's i read the first edition it's great man i liked it well, that, that, that's, that's, that's kind. I appreciate yeah, it. We're actually, absolutely. I'm in, I'm in the process of our second book called a uh, four foot two. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's basically stories for entrepreneurs. And so it kind of goes to the process of how we did our first million dollars in sales with DRR. So nice. last year we actually went over the, the total since inception of a, of a million dollars in sales. Nice. Our first year of business, we didn't break 10 grand. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So, so how many uh, years, how, what's that span? We just celebrated 13 years. Okay. So 13, 13 years. years. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I that, think it's hard. You know, I know we've done over a six million figures a year. Yeah. When you start doing six figures a year, you know, uh, at least for us, it was all right. We, we just want to make sure year over year as a rule, are we increasing sales? Are we increasing, you know, is there more efficiency to be gained and are we consistently staying profitable, you know, yeah. but for, for myself personally, um, you know, it was November 19th of 2010. I had less than $10 in a checking account. And my, my birthday, that, that's my, the reason I remember is because it was my birthday. So my birthday present to myself was a McDouble and a sweet tea. We had like $8 and 78 cents in a bank account. Nice. Have you listened to any of the podcasts yet? No, I was, I, that's something that I, I want to be able to do. Where, no shame. No shame. For, for, no, I'm not going to lie to you. But where, where are you hosting them? <laughs> yeah, Nick, well, they were terrible. I just I was trying to come in here. No, I'm raising the bar. I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, man. Well, so the premise. <laughs> you had Joe on here. I know it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Joe's is fun. Like, he is so funny and fun. And like you, yours has been fantastic, too. I mean, yours is definitely up there. I've done yours number seven or eight so like okay. joe's joe's would just post he's number five and then we got Corey. then you five six seven you'll be number seven got it um he uh uh what was i gonna say they are there so the premise behind the podcast was like dude these guys are on the job like next time here's my recommendation and if you don't listen to pod podcasts like if you're on the job, like maybe instead of listening to like church radio or music or whatever you normally listen to in your headphones, yep. throw yep. on a podcast, like while you're oh, no, working. No, absolutely. That's a good no, way and to I, do and it. I, it is a good way to do it. It's a, it is a great way to get <laughs> or the in your truck in driving around. Now, Zig yep. Ziglar, Zig Ziglar used to say automobile university. So he would like yep. drive around and he would just listen to like, he's a, like, if you don't know Zig Ziglar, he's like this old school, like, sure. 
you know, guy. Yeah, like guru, positive, and positive yeah, thinker. Yeah, absolutely. No, so uh, that's how I was able to be successful in BNI. Um, and okay. I don't know if this will make it in the final cut or something, but um, guys, you 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 got to have a stable of people that believe in you. And it's a little I bit like of a that. chicken and I've heard of BNI. I've heard of BNI. Yeah. I had a couple of friends that were doing that. Like it's a yeah. group of people that do, uh, you get together and you support each other. You get together and support each other. It's, it's, it basically, it takes what would hopefully occur in 20 years and gives you the opportunity to create that kind of relationship in nine months. Okay. Uh, depending on your industry and trade. Uh, BNI is the single most, the groups that are system advocates. So they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're following the, the, the edicts and the standards. It is the single most for starting out contractor professional, best ROI that, that you're going to get. Um, now, are you currently are you currently in a BNI? Group? I am not. I'm not currently in a okay. group. Uh, I've been a part of a couple of different groups over the years. I still encourage people to join a group. I am very much a system advocate. I still p send people to it. It's for me. It's a timing and getting the right chapter and the right culture uh, in in front of me. When when I step into a room, and the way I put it, and and you have to be careful how you say this, but I do business a certain way. I had a name when I entered the room. I'll have a name when I leave but we're doing business my way. And BNI's core competency and standards very, very uh, robustly reflects the way that I do business. But right. every local chapter is going to be a little different. It's kind of like every town in America is, uh, is supposed to be held to federal standards. Some of those towns are a little bit looser with those than others. So <laughs> you got to find a town that's going to work for you, but build your stable. Um, you need reviews. If, if you do not have an online presence, unless you have a very, very specific market, um, you, you need to have some of an online presence. You don't have to spend $20,000 on a website, um, but I do have, I have our websites. I'd encourage you to go online, look at what we have. We closed a five-figure project with uh, Department of Agriculture through the state of Florida uh, in under 90 days because we had a website, partly because we had a website and the folks liked it. It was professional. So, so it, it's important to, to have an online presence, but build your stable. You know, uh, Nick had mentioned earlier about, well, you might have to take a hit in the beginning. You know what? You, you've got to get business. So you've got to get your name out there. You would be better served taking $100 that you would usually, I don't know, throw away and put that into some materials and go to the top three builders in the area. They've got a good name that pay their, that pay folks well and say, Hey, listen, I'd like the opportunity to do a patch for you on me. Right. Or Great go advice. to a plumbing company, go to a plumbing company, electrician, the, the two people in the world I get happiest to see with the sawzall in their right hand is a plumber and electrician. Cause you know what? They're nondescript. They could care less about how much sheetrock they're sawing through. Their job is the life and safety. But guess what? Right after life and safety, people care about what their house looks like. Yeah. So go to an established plumber. You would like to have somebody, ideally, that's been in business for 20 plus years because they've got a name in the community. Make sure that they don't have a bunch of hits against them on the Better Business Bureau. Well, you could Make also sure Google, you could Google best, best uh, builders, best electricians, best plumbers, and like the list will a, come it's, up. Yeah, that's right. That's a, good, that's a good start. But because we, we focus on our SEO as well, I would encourage you, do a, do a maps query. So go into your Google Maps and just type in, you know, plumber, electrician, and, and find the people. And especially whether it's a little town or a big town that runs like a little town, you know who the shot callers are.
Great you, you know who's this, who's somebody. So whether you've been in business a, a, a month or 10 years, if you're having an issue figuring out, well, how do I diversify? How do I expand? Get in front of people and show them the value that you have. Nobody cares about paying you. Right. Nobody cares about your 14 ounce filet. You know what they care mm-hmm. about? They care about their client being served. So show them the value that you could give them. And then if you're, if you're in a position to go ahead and, and offer that. I've got somebody that has been very, very kind. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Frank Almeida, okay, is his name. And I'll, I'll, I'll forward the podcast to him. But Frank Almeida was extremely kind to my family um, eight, 10 years ago. My wife had a little business and, uh, uh, and we, we ended up exiting that business. But uh, we, we, there were some financial obligations that were tied to that. And Frank was extremely gracious to us. So how you treat people matters because people remember how you made them feel. If you don't remember anything else out of this, be disciplined and people remember how you make them feel. And so I remember how he was very gracious. Uh, everything was paid off in full, but some years later, he had an issue in one of the, his units. And I very happily went in there and took care of it. It didn't take me a super long time, yeah. but it was, it was really <clears throat> paying of the good graces and the stature that he'd extended towards us. So when you go above and beyond to be gracious, to be kind, to be professional, it will pay you dividends. It, it may not be then, it may not be in five years, but make no mistake, how you treat people and how they feel about you, it does come, it does come around to bear. Is there any um, great, great suggestions, uh, great suggestions? Is there any other things you do besides BNI to, cause you have, it seems like you, you're, you know, you have these businesses and concepts where you're sharing and sort of helping people. What else has inspired you or what other, do you have books that you've read? Um, you know, church, obviously, um, anything, anything else other than BMI that that's helped you become like, you know, the person that you are, what inspires Daniel Osborne? leadership ultimately but I mean, it, it specifically is, do you listen yeah. to podcasts is there an author so, you I've like got, i've i've got um so so for me personally um I, i've got a, a pastor that makes me so mad i want to punch him in the side of the head okay okay and you're not going to hear many people that that, that talk that frankly but yeah. the reason is because he challenges me and one thing i realized uh not too long ago was uh my leader it happens to be a pastor, but I'll put it this way. So, so people can onboard yeah. my leader, my coach, my, um, my provoker to greatness talks to me from a position as if I've already attained that what I'm striving for. Okay. And that hurts. So, um, yeah, I have people like, Hey, have you considered this book? I just got done reading the boys in the boat. Okay. Uh, I believe it's the 1936 Olympics that was held in Berlin. And, it, and, and he, uh, my leader told me, Hey, listen, this is a good book. A couple of, of central books that will change the way you look at life is uh, Ryan Chamberlain's. Now, you know, Ryan okay. Chamberlain's now, you know, and that is a great way for 20 years. I wish I had had it 15 years ago because a lot of the stuff I'm going to go over in, in our next upcoming book, uh, he approaches from a little bit different of an angle. So Ryan Chamberlain's Now You Know, and then How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Sure. Uh, that is a great broad spectrum antibiotic for selfishness, a great broad spectrum antibiotic for selfishness, because okay. how to win friends and influence people is less about you and more <clears throat> about what you're doing for people. So uh, between but besides the Bible, how to win friends, influence people. And okay. then obviously that, uh, um, 
What, who is Ryan Chamberlain? Ryan Chamberlain is actually uh, uh, someone in, in my contact sphere, uh, recently ran for Congress. He's uh, uh, someone that's made, frankly, uh, millions of dollars in, in connecting people and in networking. And, uh, and he is the, uh, the current CTO. And I, forgive me, I cannot remember the name of the social okay. media network, but it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a social media network. And he's just, he is, um, he's a servant. If you had asked me who Ryan Chamberlain is, Ryan Chamberlain is an affluent servant. And okay. uh, he's somebody that I went to uh, when, when I started getting in, into a position where I, I had more than, you know, one dollar in my pocket. And so people people are attracted to strength. And so I started having people come up and, and they wanted money or they wanted time or they wanted something. And so I, I went to someone that's a couple of steps ahead of me. And I said, how do I approach this? You know, what do I say to people? What, what are some of the ways that, that you have found to be successful? And so being in industry, um, in construction, whether it's you're working on yourself personally or professionally, you need to do that, or you're going to spend a lot of years frustrated that there's no need to. Travis Butcher, uh, he owns Drywall by Travis. He's been in the industry about 10 or 15 years uh, longer than I have been. And he's he's the guy that the surgeon goes to. That's myself, the brain surgeon, drywall repair. That's our kind of moniker. But that's who I go to when I have a question. I called him like five, six years ago. I had an idea for to how to affect the texture. Uh, but I had never done it. And because of our exchange of value, I don't get paid to practice. I get paid to deliver. So if I have a material failure on a job, I'm going to lose space to the client. I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose time. So I, I had an idea and I thought it would work, but I had a relationship with him. I didn't just come in and badmouth them all over town and say, I could do it faster. I could do it cheaper. Mm. No, you know what I did? I was respectful. I was yeah. articulate. I, I conducted myself in a professional manner. So guess what? When I had a question, I had the opportunity to, get to, to go in and ask him. I had somebody, I could call Nick right now. You know, we, we met, he's been in the industry 10 years longer than I've been. If I, if I have a problem, I know I can call Nick and be like, hey, Nick, what, what, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Jeffrey LaCroix out in Hawaii. He's yeah. an industry leader out there doing level five, doing, I mean, exquisite work. Yeah. We're on opposite sides of the continent, but it's because we've developed a, a relationship uh, built on respect. And, and if you're going to build a company, build a relationship and build it on respect. If there was a billboard or a bullet point that you could instill upon the drywall industry today, what would it be? I'm not expensive. You're cheap. No. <laughs> right, right. That's a little self-serving. I'm not no. expensive. Uh, you just can't <laughs> afford me. <laughs> um, everything rises and falls on leadership. And, and if you're not leading yourself first, um, you're, you're not going to lead anyone in your company and uh, you're not going to leave a good impression in your community and you're not going to be able to, uh, to lead in value exchange or cost leadership. So everything rises and falls on leadership and, and, that, and, that, and that, that depends on your discipline. So no one's saying that that you have to go to the same type of church as someone else. No one's saying that your vehicle has to look just like someone else's or that you have to spend $9,000 on metal credit cards with gold embossing. But what you do, you're going to have to do consistently. And if you're not, um, then, then you are, you're not just hurting yourself. You are, you are bringing the standard of your trade, of your craft, and ultimately of your community down. And uh, that's not how I want to be remembered. And I'm sure most everyone listening to this, whether you've been exposed to this before or not, um, you know, we're here to raise the bar, raise the standard.
Mm-hmm. Excellent ending. Um, Daniel Osborne raising the standard for uh, drywall in Florida and throughout the country. He can be found on uh, Facebook. You've got, you've got several pages. You've got uh, Just Trim in Florida, which we didn't get into. We could get into that next time. We'll talk, we'll talk more about uh, shop. Uh, Canon Consulting Business Development. You also have um, the Olive Strength Productions. Those are all websites. Yep. His, his book, It Hurts to be Mad, can be found on Amazon. Second edition, maybe a little more straightforward, a little easier yep. to read. Uh, yep. It's 54 pages. This is an easy read um, and an extremely large value at uh, $5. Is that what they're getting on Amazon? Yeah, I care. I care more about getting the message out than I'm trying to, you know, make four dollars or ten dollars or twenty dollars at a time. So, so I've read the book. It's fantastic. Uh, I, I'm. I'll, I will buy the second edition and read that too, just so I can give Daniel some feedback and uh, and maybe sponge some valuable uh, lessons on curbing uh, curbing my rage and anger too. You know, we all have we all have that little demon buried in us, but. Uh, just don't talk to me at three o'clock on a July afternoon if I'm working on a ceiling in a garage. All right. Just yeah, and don't leave, just leave that alone. <laughs> uh, There's a fine line between rage and formative action, and sometimes yeah. it's viewpoint. <laughs> I, you know, these weird little lessons that just stick in there. No, they they do, and it is. You know, we talk about raising the standard, uh, raising the standard of excellence. You know, men have for in in our society, they're supposed to be relegated to bear swilling cursing degenerates that can't hold down a consistent job or be respectful to women mm -hmm. well that's not me yeah and yeah, that's not is. my clients Th this will be available on uh oh you were asking me how to listen Podbean. yes and then you go to uh you can go to apple Podcasts. it'll drop there it's also okay. going to drop on spotify and, oh, he's going to go on Spotify? Yeah, and there's a way to... So I'm to, a big Spotify guy, man. That's awesome. So Spotify does, uh, Spotify does um, podcasts. So those three mainly, and then uh, YouTube. Actually, there's a way... Uh, the Drywall Artists podcast was dropped onto YouTube. The entire okay. podcast, you can listen to it on YouTube. And prior, we're on YouTube as well, too. I don't, uh, is Fresco on YouTube? Oh, yeah. 60-some videos. Okay. Yeah, uh, everything. Comes. I need to make sure that I'm. So I am. I am seeing your stuff on uh, on on Fresco. Um, okay. I had, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess they had just come up recently. Well, it's weird. Why. You have to share on like twenty different platforms because, like, you know, somebody, everybody's like, a little bit different, and then they change the like, algorithms, and they yep. can't see it. It's yep. a joke. Yep. And so, yeah, I think it's important to. And so, with the podcast, especially, I got to share to all these different platforms. But uh, sweet. That's awesome, yeah. man. And so you can share those on all your social stuff and um, put it on your website or whatever. I mean, this is a service. Um, you're talking about being of service. This is kind of at this point is a service to the the professionals in the industry. This is something you can use as a tool to share yep. or whatever. You know, people can learn about you and your business and, you know, uh, your books and stuff like that. Oh, I appreciate it, man. And uh uh, hopefully they don't they won't get too angry and, and seeing seeing how the sausage is made <laughs> you know i mean this is life though we yeah, you know i think absolutely. in well we want to i want to hear about your story i don't want to hear about the ceo of usg i don't care i want to hear about you i want to hear about travis voucher i want what's he For about sure. 
Yeah. No, you should definitely have him on, man. I got a whole list, dude. Yeah. 50 guys oh, yeah. that I oh, yeah. follow. You know, we got Ice Rock. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. should I do yeah. Ice Rock? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, of course. You know, he's going <laughs> to be great. He's going to give you some content, man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then absolutely. you got like, the girls. So I did one with Christy Slade. She was fantastic. Okay. Uh, you know, up in Canada. Um, I'm going to do Bernie Mitchell sometime. You know, we got oh, Joe, yeah. we got Scott Murray, level five. We got Brian yep. Kitchen. We've got uh, Drywall Shorty. There's yep. like all these characters. They're super cool. You know, you see the name on Facebook, but this like puts a personality and a face behind the behind that little name on Facebook that you can like actually relate to, you know? Yep, absolutely. All right, Man, sir. Thank you so much. Thank I you know you're busy. Time. Special thanks to... Daniel Osborne of DRR Drywall for joining us on the Drywall Podcast today. We appreciate your time and we'll keep following you on those social media outlets. The Drywall Podcast was brought to you by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Be sure to join us for our next interview with Bill Gagne of the Flat Butts podcast. We hope you have a fantastic day and keep drywalling.